Good morning, God's wonderful people. This is a good day to be good. A day, another day to give Him thanks. And giving thanks to God and expressing thanks to Him in being good. To show God that you appreciate Him being in your life. The Word of God encourages us to always be good. It also tells us specifically, do not be weary in well-doing. For in due season you will reap if you faint not. It is obvious, my friends, that doing good is going to take courage. Doing good is going to take persistence. Doing good is going to take endurance. Because there are many times the persons you are good to are not deserving of it. But mercy is what we express. Through mercy, we still endeavor to be good. And that's why the word tells us to do not be weary in well-doing. Because you can become weary when you look at how you deal with others and how they deal with you. But God says, don't get weary. For in due season, there's a time appointed. In due season, you will reap if you faint not. Today we continue our study on Galatians 5 verse 13 to 26. And in the continuation of our study, we bring to a close our look on the word good. Which is the Hebrew word Tov. We bring it all together. As we bring each of these letters together, we look at them as a whole. We have seen what each of them brings to this word Tov, and today we want to bring it all together to see what Tov really means. What it means to be good. Tov is the Hebrew word for good. And we have analyzed each of its letters. The tet, the vav, and the bait. We have analyzed the tet, we have analyzed the vav, and we have analyzed the bait. And so now we are ready to bring it all together. The tet, in our analysis of the tet, we have concluded and have discovered and have seen that the tet is a basket or a container. We have seen also that tet speaks to the whole idea of the fact that there is good in all all our situation because the tet is that container that hides something within and what is hidden within that container is good it may be food for your stomach that's good for you because the basket is used to carry food or to contain food it may be used to contain housewares as well that's something good it may also be used to store grain that's good. We've also seen that the tet is also a womb. And in the womb is the baby. That's the goodness of God hidden within. The gift of God hidden within the womb until after nine months it's revealed. And so that is the picture of the tet. Good hidden within and manifested after a period of time. It's not manifested or revealed immediately. It's hidden for a time and revealed at the end of its maturation. So this, this, this picture speaks to the fact that there is good hidden in every circumstance or situation that we face. Your circumstance can be a sword or it can be for your good. That sword will produce good for you or it may produce death for you. It may produce a, a, a suppressing of you, a destruction of you, or it may produce an uplifting of you. 
because we have also analyzed that tet and seen that the tet is a zion and a half the half and the zion is depicting to us that the half is that open and that uplifts or suppress and the sword is that which produces something good for you or take life the sword may nourish or it may take life because that sword is used to produce food it's used to hunt for food it's used to produce that food or it can be used to take your life the choice is ours here is an example that we have talked about that in many Hebrew words, the very first letter of that word will contain the very essence of that word. In this case, we see that the tet contains the essence of what goodness is. The essence of good is contained in this first word, this first letter tet. The second letter we analyze was the letter to, um, in the letter, word tov is the letter vav. And so Vav, we have seen, is a hook or a tent peg. Or a tent peg. Now the tent peg is used to connect the tent to the earth, holding it in place. It connects that which is above with that which is below. In its very use, the very first place this letter is used in the Bible, it connects heaven to earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That word and is a translation of the Vav. Because the vav is means to connect, so it's used as a conjunction. And in its use is how we understand its meaning. And so the first place the vav is used is in that statement, heaven and earth. So it's connecting heaven to earth. So the vav is a connection between heaven and earth. We have also understood from this letter that it's made and formed from a yud. A yud that is stretched down to touch the line below, the baseline. Because the yud doesn't touch the baseline. It floats above. But the vav is that yud stretched down to touch the baseline. This depicts and shows that it's God reaching down to man to connect with him. This reaching down is what happens when God comes to man here to, to, to deliver him, to give him salvation. Man can never reach God, but God can always reach man. The last letter we analyze in this word, Tov, is the letter Beit. And Beit, my friends, is a house. Beit is a house. The house is a place where the family is held together. It's that place where the family finds its security, stability, and sustenance. The house is that dwelling place of the family. But it also, also speaks to a man's household. When you analyze the bait, we also come to understand that the bait speaks to all of creation. All of creation. And in that letter bait, we have the vav and the resh. And we have concluded from that picture that the vav being in a horizontal um, position and the resh coming on top of it it is declaring to us that the very foundation of the house is that connect with god when man connects with god is in a proper position to experience the very benefits and blessings of being in a house but a house whose foundation is not god who the relationship if the relationship with god is not the foundation of the house then it's not a house 
You will have a splintering, a fighting, wars, and all sorts of contentions and chaos. Because the foundation of the host is that relationship with God. And that's what we must understand from the bait. That the bait speaks to all of creation. It speaks to a host. It speaks to Jesus Christ. It speaks to Jesus Christ. Because the very first place where the bait is used as a as the beginning of a root word in the Torah is with the word bara. Bara means to create. So that's how we know bait points to creation. Bait is creation. Creation is the house of God. Creation is the embodiment of God. And Christ is that embodiment of God. Christ declared as the embodiment of God. And so we understand by this that God created the world. And the world is God's house. Now my friends, we put this all together. The tet, the container. The vav, the connect between God and man. Heaven and earth. And bait, the house. How do you put this all together? What does it say to you? What does it say to us? That goodness, goodness, is manifested or found when heaven connects to earth or when man connects to God in the house. That's how goodness is found. That's what Tov is declaring to us, that you'll find the good in your situation. You'll find the good that's hidden when you connect with God, when you connect with God, when God's word comes down that shoot to you from heaven. Because a vav is also the shoot through which God's word flow to man. Through which God's word flow to us. In the house of God. And so God has hidden good in all our situation. And we find it when we connect with God. Now if you want to get have an example of this. We take Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. Sold as a slave. And on that journey into Egypt as a slave, and in his sojourn in Egypt as a slave, he ended up being a prisoner in the dungeon. He went from being the main man in Potiphar's house to be a prisoner in the dungeon. That would have seemingly destroyed his vision or dream of becoming one day someone who his father and brothers would bow to. Many individuals would have looked on that and said it's over for him. But in Joseph's eyes, he knew that this was not the end. And so he had the right attitude because he knew that in every circumstance there is good. How do I know that? Because that's what he declared to his brothers in the end. When his brothers came to Egypt and they all bowed before him and, and, and he was now speaking with them, they were terrified and fearful because they were standing before the most powerful man in Egypt apart from Pharaoh. They were standing in front of a man who was second in command to Pharaoh. The only person for, who had authority over him was Pharaoh. Everybody else was under his authority. And they were standing in front of one of the most powerful men in Egypt. The, the superpower of the day. And they bowed. They were terrified. This is the man that we sold into slavery. He's about to kill us. But Joseph said to them, you meant it for evil. That's the sword meant for death. 
but God meant it for good. That's a nourishment of the sword. So God meant it for good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to save this day many people in this world. To save today you and all the others of the world. The reason God hides the good in our circumstance is to bring forth deliverance. Is to bring forth salvation and deliverance. That's why he hides the good in our situation. In other words, the, the things we face, they all work out for good. But it works out for your good if you have the right perspective and you're in the right position. You have to position yourself properly in your circumstances to be good in the situations that demand you to be aggressive and unkind. In circumstances where individuals would have received good from your hand, you'd have been good to them and they are antagonistic towards you, they are hateful towards you. It's because you understand the reason for these situations. You understand that all things work out for your good. Then you can be good. And you can continue to be good. I always say this, my friends. If you are good, then it doesn't matter how others treat you. You will always be good. But if you are trying to be good, and if you are acting good, you will stop being good when people are adverse towards you. That's the only way you can stop because that's not who you are. It's just what you're doing. But I implore you today, don't just do good. Be good because if you are good, it doesn't matter what people do, you will still be good. Who you are will not change because of what people do. Let me ask you a question. Does your name change because of what people do to you? Does your complexion change because of what people do to you? Does the color of your eyes change because of what people do to you? Does the amount of teeth in your head change because of what people do to you? These things don't change. People can be bad to you, mean to you. These things about you don't change because that's who you are. That's what you are. So they don't change. Who you are will never change because of how people treat you. So I implore you today, be good. Don't do good. Be good. And when you are good, it doesn't matter what people do, you will still be good. And goodness, my friends, is the character of God. That's who God is. He is good. He is good in every way. The behavior of God towards man is always good. Always good. And if you believe that Jesus Christ has your life in his hands, that your life is controlled by him, if you believe that you are his and you belong to him, then you will also believe that the only thing that can happen to you is good. Because only God can do the things to you that happen to you. He's the only one. He's the one who controls and dictates it. The devil, like I tell you, my friends, is under God's control. He is under God's control. He's not outside of God's control. God has full control of all things. When you understand this, you will understand that everything that happens to you is for good. The story of Joseph is our fitting example of how we are supposed to see the good in all things. And all things work for our good. If Joseph didn't have that attitude. He would never see the day when he stood as the authority over everything. And over his brothers and standing bowing to him. The fulfillment of his vision will never come to pass. If he didn't have the right attitude. Joseph had the right attitude. And he had the right connect. 
He was connected to God. That's what brought forth to him the wisdom he had. Joseph had tremendous wisdom that didn't come from himself. It came from his connect with God. The shoot that brought the word of God to him. The shoot that brought the character of God to him. The shoot that brought the, 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 the whole essence of God goodness into him. We must receive that connection between us and God. It's not something that we strive for. It's something that we receive. We receive it as we give our heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. As we surrender our lives to him, that is all we receive of that goodness of God in us. And we can then manifest it to others outside of us. The infilling and indwelling of the Holy Spirit is a means by which the goodness of God is manifested in our lives. That's why it's called the fruit of the Spirit. This is what is born out of our lives as a result of us having the Spirit of God in us. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is in us, the goodness of God will flow out because that's a fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. As we love others, when we love others with the love of God, with the love that flows from the Holy Spirit in us, when we love people from that love, it doesn't matter how they are, who they are, or what they are, that love will always flow. Because love is not dependent on the recipient. Love is dependent on the giver. Because love is giving. Love is not about receiving, it's the giving. And so love is dependent on the giver, not the receiver, not the recipient. It doesn't matter all they are, who they are, or what they are. It's dependent on who you are to them. That's what love is. It's a giving of yourself for the benefit of the other. It's where one gives to two. It's where one gives of himself to the other. And so my friends, this is how goodness is manifested. This is how good flows out of us when we give ourselves to others. And that can be done and can only be done through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Through that connect with God. God sent forth his spirit in us. And that spirit in us is the verse by which we cry, Abba, Father. That's how we are able to cry, Abba, Father. That's how we are able to call God our Father. Because his spirit is in us. We are fused with him. We are one with God. We are reconciled with God and the spirit living within us. We are now in the household of God. When we connect with God, we are in the household of God. So the goodness that flows, the goodness that is go going to flow out of every experience we have, that happens as we connect with God and become part of his household, become a member of his household. We have to be in the house. That's the requirement, my friends. We must connect with God and be in his house because goodness is manifested in the house of God. When you are in his house, you'll manifest good. So my friends, today, I want you to take this and understand that when we talk about the goodness that flows from the Spirit of God, we're talking about you having the ability to see the good in all situations. You having the ability to know that there is good in everything you experience and not to ever be ungrateful about anything in life. If you lose everything, it is for your good. There's good in it. Because God knows 
that you are his child and you're in his house. So everything he sends your way is good. God can only be good. God can never be evil. Therefore, as his child, you must resist the evil and always do that which is good. Always do that which is good. Because the goodness of God is in you. The spirit of God. And it must flow out. It must flow out. Hallelujah. So let us stand today. Let us stand today to be good. To be good. Do not do good. But be good. Many times we don't see the good in our circumstances and situation until it's over. When it's over and things begin to manifest, that's when we see that it was all for our good. But what if we know before the situation happens? What if we know during the situation that it's all for our good? What if we take that attitude that this is for my good? How will that change your life? How will that change your outlook on life? How will that change how you experience life? That will change everything about your experiencing of life, my friends. It will change your entire attitude towards life. And my friends, the things that brought you pain and depression would have brought you joy and happiness because you know it's for your good. It would have brought you contentment instead of the pain and anguish you have been through. It would have changed your very experience. So our encouragement to you today is that you see and perceive that in everything that happens to you, there is good. It is for your good if you are the call according to God's purpose. If you are the call according to purpose, everything works together for your good. That's what the word says. Let's hold on to that word. Let's face our tragedies. Let's face our loss. Let's face our mishaps with this attitude that it is for my good. Father, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you, God, that you are good. Our prayer today, Father, is that you help us to be the expression of that goodness in this earth. That as we go forth from day to day, we'll become the living outflow of that goodness as you reside in us through your Holy Spirit. And as you take control of our lives, may our life become an outflow of that goodness. Have your way in us, Father. Manifest your truth to us. And let us be that instrument of your hands in this earth. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day now, my friends. And do remember that God loves you and I do too. Shalom.